So generosity, uh, gratitude, we can call them, you know, partners. Hopefully as we get older, we have perspective. You know, we get to places in our lives where we're able to more easily access the sense and the spirit of, of generosity and gratitude. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that 9 to 5. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today marks my final guest episode for 2023, and I'm thrilled to be joined by fellow podcaster Hugh Willard. Hugh's a psychotherapist and is the author of a new book called Finding Beauty in the Gray, Stories and Verse from the Third Age. Hugh's facilitated numerous workshops, and he's taught courses on several topics related to or relevant to folks in the second half of their life. Thanks for joining me today, Hugh. I really appreciate you having me on, Jackie. Looking forward to it. As am I. I might as well finish up the season the same. uh... And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes. Uh, With the same pattern that I usually use, can you give us a little bit more about who you are and how you ended up doing what you're doing now? Sure. So I've been a psychotherapist for pushing up on 35 years now. And uh, over the course of that time, I've, of course, worked with many, many folks, uh, of all sorts of ilk and background and presentation, including a number of folks who were in or approaching retirement years um, and really coming into experiences, surprises, concerns, joys, all of that mixed in there together of this time in their life. And um, I, I certainly was drawn to connecting and supporting them in these experiences, particularly as I'm aging as well, as we all are. And uh, out of that, I hooked up with the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute uh, folks. Uh, there are Osher Lifelong Learning Institutes in the in the United States all over the place. And I connected with one at North Carolina State University nearby and uh, started teaching courses for them really honing in on salient issues for folks in the second half of life. So issues of uh, identity and meaning and relationships and also creativity, which is a big, uh, big interest of mine. So I started teaching courses and out of that came the book. So that's, that's really a lot of, um, that's a lot of the background for me uh, on the professional side of things. So, Wow. And uh, 
during your teaching, you probably found a few people that uh, you could talk to on your show, I imagine. I I have. Yes, I certainly have. And uh, this, you know, I, I on my show, on my podcast, it's um, it's a mix. Uh, I think certainly is your experience as well. It's a mix of having, you know, experts that come on and share their time in, in whatever angle, um, you know, with respect to to folks in the in the latter years, um, you know, that just important information and resources for folks to have. So have those folks on. Uh, but also I have uh, folks who are just telling their stories, just telling their experiences. And and those are as long as the day is. And they just and it's people can relate. And um, it, it's I, I love having those folks on as well. And I've I've come across both of these types of uh, profiles, if I put it in those sort of objectifying terms, um, uh, with respect to the courses that I've taught and, and also the clients that I've had and. So yeah, uh, some of those folks have made it onto the show. And I think it's it's really fascinating listening to the stories of people who have uh, lived long and um, creative kind of lives. The things that people that have tried new things and you know gone on different paths that we don't always think to follow, and they make for fascinating stories. I think they do, they do, and I'm I'm very interested in advocating for folks to um, to know that each individual has innate creative capacity. Um, it is not reserved for the select few. Uh, it's it's easy for us. I think there's a lot of conditioning that goes in the direction of, you know, when we see someone who who is an accomplished visual artist, and what they come up with is just stunning, and we are just so moved by it. or, a beautiful singer, um, you know, we can go down the list of some of these traditional art forms um, and we feel that separation, you know, we don't have that skill set. So we think, you know, I am not a part of that. And I, I want folks to understand at really at any age, but particularly for folks in the second half of life that, um, you know, creativity is, it's just core. It's innate. Uh, it's a part of who we are, how we um, understand that how we express that, how we cultivate that, that's, that's the process. And I think if we, um, if we tune into that, it's going to make us healthier, happier. There's a lot of research that supports that. Um, we're just, it's going to, it's going to ripple out across our environments and our relationships. Um, it's so it's, everybody has their gifts in different ways. It's how do we understand that and how do we use those for this time of life and, and the experiences we have and the, the things that we look forward to. Yeah, I think that's so true. I've had an, a couple of other guests who have said similar things that we all have a skill. You know, we might not know what it is until we try a few things and, you know, just let loose with the idea that, hey, maybe I can do this. And I think yes. one of one of your uh, one of your recent interviews was maybe I can. It was someone who was saying, you know, maybe I can. And trying yes. new stuff. And, and that kind of got to me because we go through our life saying, Oh, I can't do that. Yes. Yes. She actually wrote a memoir um, that was sort of uh, detailing her experience of coming into her own after many years of caretaking uh, for, for family, uh, family members. And, and then just coming into that opening up um, of say, looking in the mirror and saying, who am I? And geez, you know, learning about that and, and, 
and going forth. Yeah. So when you filled out the application to become a guest, I was looking for people to talk about a couple of different themes that I was aiming at in uh, in how they interact, not interact, how they um, relate to our life in further in future years. And they were freedom, confidence, uh, generosity, and uh, planning. And you indicated that you'd like to talk a little bit about generosity. And I really like the comment that you made that generosity is an intentional act that requires examining ourselves, our values, our purpose. And I was hoping that you could talk a little bit more about that. I would love to. Um, and I think I'll start with marrying generosity with gratitude. Um, and, you know, we can have some different conversation and consideration about chicken and egg kind of uh, quality to these things. Um, so, yes, generosity is an intentional act. It is an act of giving. And yet it is um, as more research is coming online with respect to generosity, we're learning more about the um, the benefits that we as individuals, when we are generous, when we give of ourselves um, with, without that expectation of return, um, that we get the just the abundance of return from it. Uh, it there's research that's looking at, you know, improved uh, mental health and improved physical health, longer lifespan, um, better connections. Uh, a, a lot of these different uh, markers that are directly uh, tied to acts of generosity. Uh, I love seeing that. And I think it's, it, it, you know, it certainly passes the, for lack of a better way to say this, it passes the smell test. It, it on face of it, you know, the face value of it is that, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I'm going to feel better when I am giving of myself to others. Um, because, you know, for most, most, most of us, we have had experiences when we were generous. And, um, and so we can have that sort of um, kind of organic sense of what that feeling was for us. Now the research is backing that up. Um, I'm tying this to gratitude. There is a, there's a, a great TED talk. And I actually referenced this in the book, um, in my book, by um, a monk. His name is David Stendhal Rost. Um, and he, his talk is on gratitude. And um, he is also citing research that looks at gratitude as, of course, an intentional act. And when we engage that intentional act, we are happier. Um, and you now we can have some different ideas and conversation about um, happiness as a goal. Um, but I think in general, most of us would agree that we want to be happy. We want to be happier. And so, you know, to have some, in, in, in some respects to say, we can use the word intentional again, but um, deliberate, intentional um, materials, in other word, acts, where, you know, whatever my mental state is and my emotional state, I can, I can make a choice, you know, it, w within reason. Certainly I, I respect when folks are, are in a very difficult and challenging state. It can be, it can be hard to move around with this, but that noted, um, I can choose to be generous. I can choose to be, I can work towards gratitude. I can work. I mean, I can, 
all right, I'm not happy in this moment. I'm not feeling thankful for some experience that I'm having. Um, but what am I thankful for and how can I light on that? How can I touch on that? Um, and when I do those things, that has a return. It has a, a way of helping us, um, you know, just, just feel more fulfilled, more connected, more engaged, happier. So generosity, uh, gratitude, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of, um, they're, we can call them, you know, partners, we can call them fraternal or they're not identical twins, but we can call them fraternal twins, however we want to phrase that. But, um, but yeah, and you know, it's hopefully as we get older, um, we have perspective, uh, and we get at, you know, we get to places in our lives where we're able to more easily access the sense and the spirit of, of generosity and gratitude. Um, there's a lot of loss, the older we get, you know, that's, that's a part of the equation. There's a lot of loss. And so, you know, we have those things to have to grapple with, um, or to integrate. Um, but yet hopefully we can, um, sort of survey, you know, the, the span of our experiences and, and, and histories and look for those things. Um, and out of that, draw on that spirit of gratitude to be generous and generous. Uh, you know, I can ramble all day on this, you know, Jackie, but, um, you know, I, I didn't even mention things like legacy. Um, and we have, you know, formal understandings and, and sort of conditionings around a word like legacy. Um, but legacy really is, it has to have, you know, in its core, um, a, 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 a character of generosity. Um, now again, we just can live our lives organically and, um, out of that other people will witness it and will receive from it. And we may model in some ways, but, um, yeah, so it's, you know, when we act generous, we could call it the paying forward, paying it forward kind of thing. You know, when we when we engage in acts of generosity, there is a contagion um, quality to it. Again, I could keep rolling on this. Um, it's it's an important topic for sure. I think um, one of the things that you said in the idea of, you know, I'm not grateful for this situation right now. A, a lot of people really have trouble with the idea that I can find something to be grateful for and that's going to make the situation better. It's it's hard to explain to people who haven't felt that, that, you know, it, it really is true. It's like when you're in a bad mood, smile anyway, because things will get better if, if you try to, you know, look on the bright side. It's not like be a Pollyanna, but think of something that good that can come. Think of something good that you've done before, you know, just move past the situation and it, it gets a little bit easier. It's hard to remind people of that. When I was um, a, a much younger therapist, um, I, I was given at times to talk about how we cannot hold um, opposing emotions simultaneously. Um, and, you know, I, I would just chalk it up to being... Um, young and not really, you know, that far along in, in the quality of experience and learning and integration for myself. In fact, we absolutely can hold opposing emotional experiences simultaneously. And so we can be certainly swept away with the distressing experiences. My goodness, in this day and age, there's so much that we could um, just be sort of shackled by. Um, and yet, um, there is, you know, and again, research so solidly backs this up. We can 
really work in a in that sort of opposing direction, in that counter direction, and say, no, I don't like this situation. I I I have a lot of problem with this situation. I'm very di- very distressed by this situation. But while that is true, what is it that I have um, in my experience, in my present context, that you know, is generative that reminds me that, um, there are good things in my experience. Um, and I won't put an or to it, but I'll say, and, you know, specific to generosity, I'm not feeling well, I'm, I'm feeling depressed. I'm, I'm challenged in this circumstance. What can I do that moves outside of me? And, you know, that's another way to speak to the manifestation of generosity. What can I do that is going to be of, of help and, and lift and support to someone else or something else in my life. And then that creates a whole, you know, that shifts the quality of that experience. And that's the whole, the whole idea of taking control of what you can control instead of letting your life just kind of spiral out of control. You can, you know, stop and take a look because there are almost always things that you can control. True. Yes. We won't make absolutes out of it, but no. in, in, in more cases than we might consider, there is something there that we can light on, that we can orient to, um, and that can create a positive effect outside of us, of course, and also the positive return for ourselves. So you mentioned the uh, the TED Talk on gratitude and that you've um, referenced it in your book. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book? I would love to. So, yes, the the book is um, Finding Beauty in the Gray, and the subtitle is Stories and Verse from the Third Age. You mentioned that on the top. So, and um, so right away, I take pains to say in the in the author's note at the beginning of the book that I'm not doing a self help book. Um, that's that's a little bit tongue in cheek, but it certainly does not follow the more standard form of self help books. I'm very interested in uh, story. I'm very interested in narrative. Um, I I know that to be such a powerful um, medium, such a powerful connector for us. We relate to stories. I mean, that's one of the things that de- that primarily defines us as a species. Um, we are storytellers. We do that in many traditional and non-traditional forms, but. It's how we it's how we make sense of our experience. It's how we understand it. So with respect to the folks who are writing the more traditional self-help books out there, um, I took a different tact. And so I just chose to highlight many stories of individuals that I have had the great um, pleasure and fortune and with respect to sometimes challenging situations, but just the opportunity to connect with and interact with. And so I tell some part of their story specific with um, a, a, a link to the dynamics, uh, again, that are, and I mentioned a little earlier, that uh, the first section of the book is looking at identity and meaning, um, essential pillars, essential constructs for uh, any, any of us uh, at any time in our life. But absolutely, as we come into the second half of life, um, you know, those questions still are there. Who am I and what matters to me? And so it's an exploration of that in the first section with through people's stories. 
The second section is on relationships. And of course, there are many facets of people's lives and the relationships they have. There's changes, there's maturations, there's losses. Um, uh, how do we approach these and how do we, you know, how do we look to make sense out of these experiences? So that's the second part, again, all in the form of stories and, and poems. So the, the poems are, are my poems that light right into, um, these dynamics. And the third section takes us into creativity and all different sorts of angles. And again, to that idea, I'd said uh, a few minutes back that we all are, you know, we all are creatives. We all have this innate creative capacity. How do we understand it um, broadly and its place and its importance for us? And then how do we find what that looks like within ourselves and then do more in the direction of, of making that um, tangible and, and manifesting it in our experiences? Once again, for the benefit of, of others and ourselves, bring us right back around to generosity within that. So, wow. And you wrote uh, you wrote your own poems to go in to go along with it. That's wonderful. I did. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's a that's a, a love of mine as well. So um, I'm currently in um, an MFA program in creative nonfiction through Bay Path University. And uh, while I'm not in a poetry track with that, um, that's it's you know it it has there there are ways that that does have a a familiar slant. Um, now there's poets of all ilk and all manner and, and do all sorts of things, but it's another way for us to share story, um, and to make meaning out of our experiences. So, um, so yeah, so there's a, there's a mix of the stories and the poems, and there's a couple of spots in there that are a little bit more, uh, memoir, um, sort of autobiography. Occasionally I tell snippets of my story, uh, that again are aligning with these, these, um, these particular dynamics that we're highlighting uh, that I'm highlighting in the book. Wow. So how long has it taken you to uh, create this book? Well, that's a great question. And actually I'll, I'll share a little tiny spoiler alert. It's not, I'm, I'm exaggerating that, but um, in the, um, in the epilogue of the book, I speak to that. Okay. And uh, I say that it has taken me the length of my life to write this book. And that, may sound a little uh, gimmicky to say that, but I want to emphasize that really what I'm bringing to bear in the writing of this book was um, all of my experience, all yeah. of the integration and learnings and whatnot. Now, to, to be uh, reasonable about it, um, I did start writing the book. I, I've been teaching classes at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute Um so the pandemic is uh, is a time distorting thing for many of us. So the the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, it was a couple of years before those. Let's go back to maybe sixteen or uh, 2016, 2017, that I started teaching the courses, and then I started in earnest with um, writing the book in twenty nineteen. Um, and of course, we were all waylaid in different ways, which would suggest that maybe I would have more time to write. But uh, yeah, uh -huh. I don't know. It's you know, life is life. So, um, so yeah, it took me it took me a couple of years, and and then you go through the process of uh, shopping it and talking to agents and publishers, and and then you get into the publishing process, and that has its whole sort of length and and um, process to it. So yeah. Wow. So it's been a while. And that's it. 
nice yeah. to see it come to an end. It's it is nice. It's it's very gratifying. It's it's very gratifying. Again, I'm you know I'm grateful for it. Um, I hope that it will. Um, you know, for the the early feedback I've gotten, you know, certainly folks feel that they're they're getting a lot of insights and and they're able to connect to their own stories and experiences. And so I you know, I certainly wish that going forward uh, for other folks who who will pick it up. Yeah, I will make sure that there's a link to it uh, in the show notes so people can find it easily. One of the things I mentioned at the start, you're a fellow podcaster, and in your uh, in your opening credits and well closing credits, I guess on your show, you talk about uh, writing and performing the music that you use. So you've got all sorts of talents. Well, thank you. Uh, that is also a joy, um, and you know we could call that an avocation. It's one that I've been doing for many years. It's a passion. It's a joy. Um, it's a gift. I consider that I got that from my mother. She and I were the were the singers in the family, and so we were singing along to everything. Um, you know, some of her music's from the the '40s and the '50s, and then coming into the '60s and the '70s, and so and uh, yeah. So I I I started playing guitar. I, this is relative, but we could say late, I suppose. But I was in my uh, late 20s. And I picked up a guitar and just started uh, teaching myself to play. And um, it's been a, a, a fast and steady friend for many years, it meaning music, uh, playing the guitar, singing. Um, I've been with a band for a number of years. I do solo stuff. And um, and yeah, did did write the music for the uh, for my podcast. So, yeah. That's really nice. I really like the music. And I was surprised on the first episode that I listened to where it said at the end that, that you had written it and performed it. I, wow, I'm not that talented. <laughs> but yours, you're, again, you know, you as all of us, you know, it's it's our talents are are different and varied. So exactly. know, it's, it's how do we how do we touch in and you know, tap into those? So. Well, I'd like to stay and chat some more, um, but we're coming to the end of our time. Is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience uh, about things that you're doing or things that are coming up in your life before we sign off? Well, um, that's a great question. Um, I, 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 What's in my mind as you ask that right off the top of my head? Um, so we all experienced um, the challenges through the time of the pandemic. Um, and in some respect, it continues forward, you know, to today, I mean, new variants and, and whatnot. So, you know, I think we find our way to, to go forward and integrate in these experiences, but the time of pandemic, certainly in my field, within the field of counseling and psychotherapy, it, it's, it's very discernible the, the impact that it has had. And I, and I'm sure that um, you know, the, the researchers, the social scientists will be studying this for years to come in terms of the impact. But out of that, there certainly was a lot of isolation, a lot of disconnection um, for many folks. And we see the effects of that. I see it in my practice. My colleagues see it in their practice, you know, as, as these years uh, move out and go forward, that it's still there. There still is a shelf life and, a you know, an, an impact. And I think it's just we need to remember that it's really incumbent upon us to do things like try to make choice in the direction of gratitude, of generosity, of um, of, of being vulnerable in ways that are, are it's not about just being exposed and not taking care of ourselves, 
but going back in the direction of of connection, of reconnection. Mm -hmm. We need that at any time in our lives. We certainly need that, um, you know, as we get on in our years and we do experience more losses as, you know, as we get older. So we, you know, we are social beings, you know, we need community and many of us know that and, and tap into it. And so it's, it may just be a sort of a, a confirmation of that, but the extent to which others may have some feelings of disconnection, Anything you can do to reach out to make those those connections and touchstones, that's so important. It's we just need that, more of that. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I agree completely. Reach out to someone, say hello, just a smile on the street sometimes is enough yes. to change somebody's day. That's an act of generosity. Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for joining me today, Hugh. I've really enjoyed it. And I think that probably you've given a lot of things to think about to the uh, audience today. Jackie, I really enjoyed it and appreciate you having me on the show. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.